for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome, everybody, to another live and amplified livecast. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and we are back at it again. It's You're not crazy. You're not watching the same podcast from earlier. We have two podcasts for you today. Right now, we have a very, very special guest. We have D-Mike. He's from Riverside, California, but he is currently in New York. How's it going today, D-Mike? What's going on, man? Everything's going good. That's good, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How's the uh, how's life with the pandemic going in uh, in New York? I heard you guys are finally starting to come off lockdown a little bit, but how are things going? Um, it's mixed emotions. There's a lot going on, you know. Um, you know, there's a protest right outside my house. I went downstairs and joined them for a bit. Um, and you know, um, I was in Times Square last night and they did have like all the streets and roads blocked off. But um, there are like, you know, people out and about and, um, you know, enjoying the sunshine, like where the rivers are. And, um, you know, there's like, you know, it's, it's crazy, you know, cause like I'll walk around the city, you know what I mean? And just to go peep what's going on. And on some corners of the city, you'll see like everything like as if it's completely normal. People live in their normal everyday lives. And then you walk down another street and, you know, people are going crazy and, 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 and you know, talking about what's going on. And um, yeah, man, it's just, it's just mixed emotions walking down the streets of New York, man, to be honest, you know. Yeah. And um, it's- there's about 3,000 people outside where I was at. Um, and it was crazy. Like you, you, you couldn't help but to go down there. You know, yeah. me personally, like inside the the comfort of my home with everything going on. You know, I'm really internalizing and seeing like, you know, how the world's shifting and everything. And you know, it's just, you know, it's ugly, but it's a beautiful thing at the same time because it it is like a you know, like a new normal is being created. So yeah, absolutely, and. Like originally, when that term started getting thrown around a little bit, I was like, "No, we, we want to go. We don't want a new normal." But now that that takes on like a double meaning because with the Black Lives Matter movement really picking up steam after all the tragic events that have happened this year, you know, mm-hmm. that that term carries a double meaning because it's like, yo we're starting to see some reform happen. We're starting to see some real equality and real change. And so it, it's absolutely amazing right now. And hopefully yeah. we'll just keep on, keep on keeping on. Yeah, man. Always, always evolving. You know, I feel like as humans, we're going to evolve. We're always going to evolve. And I think we might be in in the middle of like a, an evolving stage. So it's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, we're living in an interesting time right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, first sure. that is a fact. Something that's gonna be a part of that's gonna be a part of history, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh what borough are you in right now? 
or Woodbury Burley? Uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, and yeah, uh, yeah, and things are well. Brooklyn's, I would, yeah, things are probably. How are things? You said things are kind of mixed depending on what corner you're on in Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah, man. Like, you know, things is shut down. Um, on some streets, things are shut down, and then on some streets, things are live and people are like happy. Not, not that they're oblivious to what's going on, but you know, people are. Some people are back to living. You could say that. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. And how long have you been uh, living in New York? Um, twelve years. Okay. Yeah, I've been hey. out here for twelve years, man. So I've seen the city change. Yeah. You know, I've seen it when Bushwick wasn't Bushwick and there was no East Williamsburg. You know, I like I seen everything like come up. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. 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 It's like everything like it's constantly building. Like Brooklyn has definitely come a long way from like twelve years ago to where I'm now. So Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, man. Been out here for twelve years. Nice. And you can't did you move um to Brooklyn from Riverside? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, he, yeah. What was it about? Uh, what was it about New York that kind of drew your attention? Well, originally I came out here on a modeling contract. I, I signed to a uh, Ford Models. Um, you know, so that was cool. Um, I had a lot of fun. So I originally came out here to model. You okay. know what I mean? And, and you know, I got lucky and very fortunate in that. And. Um, so I ended up staying out here and just continued to work. And I've been so blessed in that, in that aspect of life. You know, that was a very cool experience. I feel very lucky. So I came out here to model and stuff like that. So that was cool. So that's why I originally came out here. I didn't like come out here to like just kick it or like vacation or anything like that. You know, yeah. so I guess like I just look at the city completely different. Yeah. And that's the one interesting thing about New York is from an outsider's perspective, it definitely seems like a place where if you have the mentality of grinding it out and the hustle that you could make it in New York. Like even if you go out there for no specific reason other than wanting to live in New York, if you have that mentality that you're going to just make it work, New York is the place to do it because there's just so much opportunity. You you can't be out here fucking around. That's for sure. You know what I mean? Like you can't be on no bullshit. Um, whatever it is in your craft, like you're doing that daily. Like you ain't just like kicking it. You know what I mean? Whatever it is, you know? So it's like, you definitely got to like look at the city differently because people are on a different kind of time out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything happens so fast. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything can happen so fast. There's so many creative and amazing and artistic people out here that whatever industry or anything that you want to do, it's like people are on it, you know? Absolutely. yeah, man. And that's what I love about it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I love about it. being from Cali and everything. So kicked back and everything and you grew up chilling. It's like, I don't know. I, I just felt like I always had a little bit more spaz. You know what I mean? So, you know, when everything happened and unfunneled, I was like, yo, it's lit out here. You know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's definitely been a place that I'm interested in. I don't know if I could ever live in New York just because of the fast paced lifestyle. I, I grew up in in and around Chicago, and so like that city in and of itself is very fast paced. Mm-hmm. And I never really liked being downtown just because of how everybody moved downtown. And so I couldn't really imagine being able to keep up in New York 
because I'm very methodical with how I do things. Yeah. Um, so like, I feel like New York would just leave me in the dust. No, nah. not saying that I wouldn't go visit it. No, they got they got something for everybody out here, man. You know what I mean? Like they got something for everybody out here, but like, you know, you get in where you fit in. You know, but they got yeah. something for everybody out here. Yeah, yeah. and I, I guess it would also depend on what borough you go in. Like what, yeah. bur- like it would depend on the boroughs and what have you. Yeah. Um. So let's kind of start from the beginning here. What originally got you interested in music? Well, I've always been interested in music from the time I was like a little kid. I love music. I was always listening to it. You know, one of my, the first CDs I ever got was like the Jay-Z Blueprint CD. And I, I mean, that, that was like a big deal to me. Like having a CD player back then in your room was like, like, whoa, like you're the cool kid. Well, to me at least. And, um, you know, radios were the thing, the little headsets with, like, the uh, CDs in mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you used to put the CD in the thing and walk around with it. Like, yeah. that's how, like, that's how it was back then. You know what I mean? I mean, growing up as, like, a kid, it's crazy to say I feel so old now. But I've just always been into music, man. I've always loved it. Like, you know, my pops would always bump it in the car, and we would just roll around and just listen to everything. And mm-hmm. you know, I remember a lot of old school songs and stuff like that. And, so, yeah, yeah, just always been into music. I don't know what it is, man. I just love music. It's just, it's like fire to my soul, man. I bump it all day, every day. I wake up playing music, you know. It's just, it's just a part of life, man. It's like breathing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's being in a similar situation. Like, I remember having the disc man, I, like the, the portable CD player and always going to the record store and buying whatever cd it was that i was looking for at the time you know mm-hmm. but like even to go back further than that like always having music on the radio like always going to the radio like being from a bigger city it, it was always i always felt it was like a different vibe with music because you had that top 40 station that was getting the latest and greatest mm-hmm. so like growing up in the mid to late 90s and that's when Dr. Dre was coming out. And then it was like, you had the boy band boom. So it was like this. No, huge... to be able to experience 90s music yeah. is like, it's that special. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you know, I'm 88. So I got to see and listen to all of the 90s music that was, yeah. that was made. And like, that's a special generation right there, man. Like, I I feel like, some people don't understand, but some do. Like, the 90s music was a special generation of music. So if you got to experience that, man, you wanted to lucky. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's, it's got a little bit of something for everyone, which is absolutely yeah. crazy, crazy to think about because it's like, I'm, I was born in 87. And so it's like to grow up and it's like, I got to hear like all these amazing bands come up like, Beastie Boys to Dr. Dre to NWA, like just all these bands that were, yep, all that, yeah, you know, all that. It was crazy, man. It, it's uh, and like I'm not saying that if I were in a smaller city, that I probably wouldn't have picked up on a lot of these bands. But being from Chicago, where we had like a whole bunch of stations. And you like wherever you were at and just being able to listen to everything, you know, from underground yeah. to mainstream, it was insane. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, we I'm sure we could sit here and talk about nineties music all day long. But. Yeah, man. I'm I was honestly, bro, when when you brought it up, I was thinking like, damn, man, it just took me to a place, man. Like there's just so many songs that ran through my head that I was just started like thinking in my head, like, damn, I I know all these songs by heart. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, Take and- off your shoes and relax your feet. Party on down to the SAB, just kick it, just kick it. You know what I mean? Like that's that was when that shit was the jam. That's when like you know I was rolling around like in the car in the back seat, just like listening to music. Like that shit. I don't know what it is, but that shit stuck with me forever. Mm-hmm. And you know, it. Thankfully for me, I had friends that their parents were always on top of like the new stuff like stuff that you wouldn't hear on the uh top 40 station or yeah you wouldn't hear on the radio station so like before like i remember vividly big big underground huh no i wouldn't say that just like stuff that wasn't getting played in chicago so like i remember when i was in like sixth grade listening to cypress hill and that was that was something that just wasn't getting played in Chicago radio, or I remember listening to Wu-Tang Clan, like some of their, some of the Wu-Tang Clan stuff that just wasn't really getting played on Chicago radio, or I I mean, I guess like Nelly and all that stuff was getting played a little bit, but you know, they, they were playing more the Eminem, Dr. Dre, mm. even like, and my buddy introduced me to like Tech 9 and like just you know, just all that cra- crazy good music that you weren't going to pick up. like, it was, it's, it, it's, yeah, like the music that, I know what you're talking about because I listened to that kind of music too back then. I remember that. It was more like conscious music. Yeah. Like conscious rap. You know what I mean? It was yeah. like, kind of, I, I, I would say like ahead of our time almost because, you know, that music today is, is, is what a lot of people like, you know? And, I remember that music, man. It wasn't getting pushed. It wasn't like commercially in your face everywhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it was like it was there and there's still a big following for it. I remember that. I know Tech Nine, man. I listen to his music. I don't know any of his songs by heart, mm-hmm. but like I remember what, you know, what what he was on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's what was it like growing up in California in the nineties with the whole death row nwa emerging how did that kind of affect well, you I, I would say i was around six seven or eight at the time and um i do remember vividly like big like barbecue cookouts at the park you know what i mean basketball games going on at the park like that stuff's still going on but this was like a every sunday thing at like the the parks you know what i mean like i just remember going with the fam to the parks and you know, everyone was barbecuing and out and uh, stuff like that. And, you know, being in Riverside, which is like an hour south of L.A., mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, there was no really reason for us to go to L.A. like that where all of that was going on. But, like, mm-hmm. the swag was there. Like, everyone had the drip. I remember my pops wearing, like, gold chains and having gold earrings and, like, gold teeth and, like, gold watches and stuff. Like, I just remember the whole swag, like, the whole N.W.A. with the Jerry curls and the hat, like, yeah. I remember, like, all my uncles and older cousins being on that wave and stuff like that. So it was cool, man. It was it was cool. You know what I mean? Like, 
everyone everyone was on on like my family and everything what I was put on during that time like they was all they was all up on what was going on you know as far as like the culture and everything so I think that's definitely like where I got it from yeah and then who who would you say is like that person that helps you experience new music did you have that guy that or that connect that was in tune to what was going on on the east coast or in chicago or uh, honestly bro though my access to music was rolling around in the car with my dad driving wherever we were going you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like we drove across the country you know what i'm saying like we drove from uh we drove from california atlanta when i was like 10 years old and the only access we had was music mm-hmm. you know what i mean and uh so like everything that was on the radio you know what i mean basically because it was the only way i had access to music as a kid was everything that i listened to you know what i mean so like i'm really like kind of say like my music but i obviously like as i got older i I got opened up to a whole lot of new genres and found Mm -hmm. out about music and like you know how how things came to be and why the industry is what it is and why artists are the artists that they are and Mm. you know what I mean so but just the first access to music was really just through the radio driving around with my pops you know what I mean yeah I got you wherever we were going yeah I feel you on that one yeah like but we was listening to like hip-hop R&B really just hip-hop R&B and rap Mm -hmm. that was it you know Biggie was Biggie was dope one of my favorite songs is more money more problems Mm-hmm. Um, Biggie was dope. Pac, Pac was is what we were listening to. Jagged Edge what, is what we were listening to. Um, shit, so many, so many. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. of course, like back then, you know, it was still Fat Joe. Whatever was on the radio, Warren G. Yeah, you know, like Snoop, like all of that. Dre, like yeah, all of that, man. It's it's crazy. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Who are you listening to now? Who who'd you who are you liking that's out right now? Um I mean, being like a hip hop artist and being like, you know, I would consider myself like a R and B pop artist. I do like R and B pop music. Mm-hmm. And you know, um like obviously I wanna be the greatest artist, you know what I mean? That's 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 hard to do. It's really, really hard to do. You know what I mean? Um, it's like, I study like all the top hits. Like, you know, what's a hit? You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to make hits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I make music for everything though. But like, you know, like the music I kind of make, man, I like, I listen to everything, bro. I listen to everything. I go through my playlist right now and I listen to a little bit of everything. Still 90s music. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, but really, I've been honestly on some. <laughs> I've been listening to like Deep House, honestly. Okay. Like, yeah, like I for real been listening to like Deep House and like low key like trippy music. You know what I mean? I kind of mm-hmm. like when I go to make my music, I don't like to like do topics or talk about anything else that other people are talking about. I kind of like like to go in there and like with a clear mind, like not really listening to what everyone else is making. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Uh, so I've been listening to like deep house recently, especially yeah. like on quarantine and inside the house. I wanted to mix it up and, you know, I've been listening to like deep house and techno and like, just, you know, like, yeah. you know, like just, just like on some good vibe stuff. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I would say 
lately for me on my end, I've been listening to a lot of reggae. I've been oh. like the when I was in like my first couple of years in college, I went through a huge uh, reggaeton phase, like where it was just a lot of real reggaeton, and then kind of switched. And then I met a group of uh, guys when I was living out in New Mexico that were just really into like traditional reggae. And they got me into it. And just recently, I've been really kind of deep diving deep into that. And then I'm, now I'm just kind of picking up a lot of the reggae tones that are in. That's what's up, man. Reggae is dope, bro. Bob Marley yeah. is, is the tribute. If you know reggae, Bob Marley, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We actually had the uh, Whalers on our podcast not too long ago. So oh, wow. They, they, they came through roswell and so we reached okay. out and got him on you know it was really cool i never so, heard of him but that's cool yeah oh it's uh bob marley's band oh wow yeah. oh wow that's that's terrible i should know that no it's all good mate. i just remember the one guy was like super high like he had just gotten you done smoking around, you had just walk around and just smoke and just listen to that shit all day like you can't be mad when you can't be in a bad mood you know what i'm saying no, not at all you yeah. can't be but then, like I'd say right now, another art, um, I've been lit, for whatever reason, I feel really dumb, but I just can't get, stop listening to Takashi 69 for some reason. Oh, man. Like, so, man. Like, I, I, I don't like the dude. I just, man. I was just talking to my boys about this a few minutes ago, man. Yeah. We, we was just talking about this. And there's so much shit that we could say, uh -huh. but the bottom line is he's hot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pogno like that, but his music is hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, his shit's cracking, man. Like, I, I think it's like, it's him versus the industry. The industry don't fuck with him. No. You know, I feel like the industry don't fuck with him. But um, the people do, and that's all that matters. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So there ain't nothing that like i feel like i could say or they could say or, or this and that like i don't know the kid personally so i, yeah. I don't know but based off with everything that's going on like you know shit may not be a good look but you know he's doing him man and the yeah. music is cool you know like i actually like his music which is crazy but it is yeah. what it is you know yeah like it's just catchy like when i listen to a song it's like it's it'll, sit, it'll sit in my head for like three days and i'm just sitting there like you know why do i even like this song it makes no damn sense like yeah you know but yeah and it, it it really doesn't but that's like that's the beauty of it it's like how the fuck yeah you know yeah, let's go. Like, he's yeah. either crazy or a genius i mean that there's a you thin line between the two of them yeah so, you know, yeah, absolutely. Although, like, no, being being out in here in New York, that's that's a lot. That's a we talk about that shit all the time. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. it's like, yeah, there's people that are that like you know talk shit and say this and that, but then they're like, yo, we can't deny the fact that his music is dope. Yeah, you know what I mean, he is shit. You know. Yeah, and then, uh, like I mean, the fact that he's a. All right, so he, he obviously did some stuff that was questionable, like, as far as, like, snitching and whatnot, whatever your opinion is about all that stuff. But, like, the fact that he reached out to his dude, Bobby Schmurter, mm -hmm. and featured him on the song, on a song, while he's still in prison to make sure he's taken care of, 
you know, that, that was some real, that was like some real stuff. Like, you know, cause he did the, the one song where he, and then he gave Bobby Schmurder a feature from the prison phone or whatever, you know? So that, that was, yeah. yeah, that was cool, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was cool of him to do that. Yeah. You know, like the snitching and shit, like to each his own, there's, there's it, it's, you know what I mean? Like there's plenty of like viewpoints to view it as, you know what I mean? There's, I yeah. feel like I'm, I don't know whether to say it's like, it's cool or it's not cool. I don't know. I just feel like the, the dude fucking did what he had to do for himself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Well, and it came down, he wasn't worried about whether or not he was trying to look cool or whether or not he was, you know, going to be accepted. Or, yeah. I think he just did what he had to do for his, yeah. for his well, life. And on, when he did that Instagram live stream, uh, when he first got out, he said some stuff that really made a lot of sense as to why he did what he did. And he was just straight up like, dude, I wasn't snitching. I wasn't. Someone was fucking your baby moms. Yeah. Like you. Yeah, bro. Like then fuck it. You got to do what you got to fuck them, bro. Straight up. Fuck them. Why would you defend some other buddy who's fucking your baby moms? Yeah. It, it, Cause it, that's essentially what he said. He used it there. He was like, Yo, it's not like I was screwing over my friends. These dudes been doing me dirty. Like one dude tried to kidnap me or did kidnap me. One dude was doing my mom or my, you know, my baby mom, you know, just like all this craziness. And it's like, like, no, I don't know. He was getting extorted, bro, by everyone that was in, like, you know, he was getting extorted by everyone that was, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That, absolutely. Was, that was in his camp or whatever. Yeah. It sucks, and, but bro, kudos to him though, man. Like kudos to him for real. Yeah. So I mean, I'm sure he's gonna continue doing what he's doing and you know, I'm sure we're gonna be in for some a really crazy ride if you keep listening to his music. Yeah, man, for sure. He's definitely something to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, let's talk about your music a little bit. Uh, you just had a new uh, single, correct? Release on Friday. Yeah, I dropped. I dropped a new a new song on June fifth. It's called "Let's Go to Vegas." Okay. Um, you know, it was a fun record I recorded before the pandemic, but um, like with everything going on, it just fits like the kind of vibe I think the like you know what we need, what everyone you know might like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool cool little song. You know what I mean? I like it a lot. Like, I've gotten a lot of great feedback on it. So yeah, I dropped a new song called "Let's Go to Vegas." Awesome. And yeah. what's kind of the uh, story behind it? Like, uh, yeah, what, what's the story behind the song? Um. So, really, you know, it's my job to make hits. You know, so I was just in the studio doing what I do. I was just there. You know what I mean? Like, I pump out songs all day. I don't drop music. Just because, you know, I got to really feel like, you really got to put a plan behind it. You know what I mean? Before every song, it just got to make sense. But I love to record music. I love to make music. I make music all day. And with everything going on, it was kind of like my way of um, putting out some like positivity, even if it is only for a couple of minutes with everything going on. You know, like I watch the news all day, man. I watch what's going on all day. Like that's all I'm seeing, CNN, Fox, all of that shit. You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. and it got to a point to where it was like, 
I wasn't focusing or thinking about anything else that was going on out in the world. It's like, I got to get back to like, you know, who I am. Of course, like I'm involved in everything that's going on and I'm all for what's going on and everything. But like, you know, I was like, yo, when I went back to listen to like the collection and all the music that I made, I was like, yo, I feel like this would be cool to put out. You know what I mean? Especially right now, like it talks about going to Vegas, which is a dope city. You know what I mean? I like, I always have a good time when I go there and you know, um, I feel like when, when, when everything opens back up and everything is, is getting back, you know, I felt like when people are going to want to take a trip and break loose and go to Vegas, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's a dope record for some people who are in that kind of mood. You know what I mean? I will yeah. say that the song is not for everybody, but it is for like people who are, 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 are feeling a certain kind of mood. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think people getting ready in their hotel rooms, getting like, you know, having fun. Mm -hmm. fun, you know it was more so for like a certain pocket of people especially like big shout out to vegas and like all the cities surrounding and cali like cali being from cali mm -hmm. you know i remember growing up like my parents would always be like taking like weekend trips to vegas and drive three hours and stay in like different hotels and stuff like that so it was yeah. cool man yeah, taking man. weekend trips to vegas that sounds like a great great time like yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah, especially if you live three hours away, it's only a three-hour drive. Yeah. You want to go to Vegas and, um, you know, just have a good time or get away from the normal activities of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, chill out by the pool and the pool parties and all the craziness. Yeah, especially, especially yeah. probably back in the 90s when everything was, like, a lot more chill about Oh, I yeah, and I, I remember actually when, when uh, I like, you know, our family would go to like uh, Vegas for like the weekends and stuff. And, you know, the kids can't be on the casino floor. So we'd be up in the hotel room watching movies while, you know, the parents is down there gambling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. man. I remember the first time I went to Vegas was right after The Hangover came out. The first time? Yeah, that was the first Damn, time I went. bro. Because, you know, it was just one of those things where yeah. Yeah, it, it just wasn't a place that I was – my parents had went, like, a few different times, but, like, it was, a like, an adventure. Like, it wasn't cheap, you know. And mm -hmm. having a family of four in the 90s, Vegas wasn't really a place. Well, you, were on, you was on Chicago or Texas, huh? Oh, uh, we were in Chicago, yeah. Oh, yeah, see, that's a trip. That's a mission. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's a mission. That's a mission to take a trip to, to Vegas from Chicago, bro. Yeah. But I, I remember... Like, shit, I might just, you know, yeah, drive there real quick. Yeah. You know, and it was one of those things when... Uh, before before we jumped on here, we were talking about... Uh, I went to Vegas for uh, for the first time they legalized... For the first weekend they legalized... Mm -hmm. And that, like, I was living in New Mexico at the time, and it was still like a 14 hour trip to get there to drive. And I was just like, yo, what the hell are we doing right now? Like, this is yeah. insanity. And, uh, but it was a great time when we got there. Like, I do yeah, not regret that one like, bit. It's cool, man. Yeah, that's what's up. That's yeah. what's up, man. But, cool stuff. Cool yeah. stuff. So, um, with the, with the new single, was there any concern about it not being able to release when you wanted it to because of the pandemic? Oh, no. Um, you know, I wasn't really concerned. Like you could drop music anytime you want. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, you could, so I wasn't really concerned about dropping it. You know what I mean? It's just, 
a lot of people close to me seen how hard I've been working on music and everything. So, you know, I kind of wanted to just show what I've been working on and why I haven't really been like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are you doing any, or have you been doing anything to kind of challenge yourself musically since everything's kind of been on lockdown? Uh, I just write, man. Honestly, I just write. I write, I try to write like a song a day. You know what okay. I mean? Nice. Um, so really, that's just like what I'm on, you know, I'll, I'll find different beats and stuff and just like try to come up with harmonies or, yeah. you know, a hook or a verse or something, yeah. you know, any, anything that, that I could do. Cause you know, the 10,000 hour rule, man, you work yeah. on something for 10,000 hours, you become a master of it. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just doing my hours, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, do you watch, uh, do you pay attention to a lot of what uh, Gary Vee is doing? Um, yes and no. Okay. You know, I, I wouldn't say that I like study the dude and, and play close attention, but I do see a lot of his interviews and a lot of his, uh, um, you know, like just the things he has to say. And I think he's a, I think he's a smart dude and his message, his message is dope. Mm -hmm. Well, cause I know the one thing for a while there, he was really pushing was for like musicians to be doing like a song a day. Like if they really, oh, wow. that's crazy. If they're really about it and they really can do it, they should yeah. be push, pushing as hard as they can. Yeah, man, I knocked out a whole album in a week. I'm just, I'm just different when it comes to putting shit out, man. You mm. know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't really like that. I feel like my music is special and, and, you know, I don't want to just put it out yet because, um, you know, it's special, man. And, and honestly, I feel like some people don't deserve to hear it. Honestly, that's yeah. how special it is to me. Nice. So yeah. with, with this single, are you working towards like a, a full length album or are you going to kind of just stick with the singles for now? Um, I don't know. We're going to see what happens, man. Um, I'm getting a lot of good feedback about it and people really like the song and, you know, uh, I am eventually going to put out an album when the time is right. Mm -hmm. It just got to make sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm still working. I still want to build my fan base. I still want to, you know, I'm still an independent artist. I am, you know, uh, not signed to a major record label, but I do have like a great management and um, publicist team. And, mm -hmm. you know, being an independent artist, man, I'm doing it all, all on my own. You yeah. know what I mean? Absolutely. And I love it. It's been fun, man. I'm enjoying the journey, man. You know? How long have you been pursuing music full time? I would say seriously, seriously, seriously for the past, like, three, four years. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And, like, uh, I made the transition from modeling, which was hard, but, you know, it was fun. Nice. And would you say... W would you be able to do the music if you were still back in uh, California or do you oh, think? Yeah, yeah. yeah man, I got, I got studios everywhere. Okay. Yeah. I got studios everywhere. I could work anywhere, bro. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it's more of like, it would the, would your mindset be the same if you were in California as it is now? Oh, as in like in New York, um, the energy is, is definitely different. I, I did have like, um, my engineer tell me that my energy and my vibe is definitely different in Cali when I record. Yeah. New York, just because like I got different things going on in both states mm. to where like, sometimes my energy is different and you know, 
uh, this is the kind of music I put out there. And yeah, I would say that, but definitely both the music comes out differently when I record in New York and in California. Gotcha. Yeah. That's interesting though. And it, it is that just more because out in California, everything's a little bit more chill and New York, it's a little bit more fast paced or what do you think it is? Um, I would say just like the people I'm around, you know, bring out a different side of me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know, like out, out in New York, um, you know, I like my main engineer who I was working with uh, over at Quad Studios um, is out in Cali now mm -hmm. um, doing his thing. So like I actually just recorded a song last night and uh, it's just different because here I'm like more like self-driven like i have it like here like by myself like i'm you know what i mean like just doing it like that a few people around but in cali i got my whole team so you know it's different they push me they push me in cali to do better to write better songs to yeah. you know perform lines better and you know well, well we got to go back got to redo this and recut songs and you know they just they really they really you know push me you know mm -hmm. whereas like out in, in New York, it's more like, I'm, I'm more like being arts, artsy and artistic and kind of just working on it myself. Mm -hmm. you, know? you, you feel like you're taking more chances in New York as, as far as your creativeness goes? Um, no, I think it's just because I've been here for so long, I'm just comfortable here. I made this my home. Okay. So it's like, yeah, I just, I, I like it here. I just made it my home. You know what I mean? So yeah, I feel it, you on that one. Yeah. So you you think you're gonna be a permanent New Yorker for now or from now? Um, uh, I don't know, man. I might give it give it a few more years. Okay. And then maybe switch it up. I I do feel like it is time to switch it up soon, though. Yeah, I feel. Yeah. Um, and then so your uh your new single dropped on Friday. Yeah. How, how, how's the response been? You said it was doing pretty decent. Yeah, man. Um, people like it. Hold on one second. My bad. Nope, you're good. Got my little dude getting into stuff over here, man. Yeah, uh, I got you. You're good, man. But uh, yeah, man, people like it, man. Check it out. Let's go to Vegas. It's D Mike, man. We out here, man. You know what time it is. Nice. And uh, yeah. what's one thing that you? What was the hard? Uh, actually, let's go here first. Uh, what was the hardest thing about transitioning from modeling to music? Um, it was just all about how I was going to spend my time. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, like, the hardest transition was just, you know, you're just my focus. You know what I mean? Just just readjusting my focus. Music I've always been doing, even when I was modeling, but it, it just consumed so much of me. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I just live in different. You know what I mean? So the hardest transition was just really just nothing. Really, I didn't really wasn't really that hard to be honest. Gotcha. <laughs> it wasn't really that hard, yeah. And what would you? What's the? What's the one thing that uh, has been like the biggest thing that you've taken away from music? Or what's your? What's the best lesson you've learned uh, from in music? Um. That was really w weird the way I worded it, but hopefully yeah, you understood what. The first lesson I learned in music was that, you know, every song isn't going to go number one. Okay. You know what I mean? Every album isn't going to go platinum. Every song isn't going to go platinum. Every video 
isn't going to get a million views. You know what I mean? Um, whether you think it's really cool or whether, or, or whether other people think it's really cool, it's just like, you know, you got to just, it has to be, it has to, like, you can make songs all day, mm-hmm. but, you know, as long as you're happy doing what you're doing in music, as long as you are constantly working and you love to do it, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to be cool. Like, I don't have no crazy expectations. Would I love to go number one and go platinum and do all of that? Yes, of course. But it's not up to me. You know what I mean? It's up to the people. I'm just doing what I love to do. And hopefully people like it. You know what I mean? I'm going to, even if people like, yo, I don't like the song. That's not my problem. I'm still going to wake up and like still live my life and still be happy and still enjoy myself while I'm here. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, man. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's- so that's like the biggest lessons I learned is like, you know, growing up young, being young, you like, damn, you drop a song and, you know, you only get like a couple thousand views or a couple thousand plays and people don't want to listen to it. And then like you get like kind of down and out. But like, bro, who I don't even fucking care anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I make music because I love to. I don't I really don't give a fuck if not one person listens to the song. It would be nice and I would appreciate it. And I hope that the music like makes you feel good because that's what it's there for. But if, you know, the people are like, yo, no, I don't, I don't really like the song. Like, it's all good. It's still all love. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I'm still going to be making music and hopefully you like something I make. You know what yeah. I mean? And the, you know? So, that's yeah. very, that, that's a very cool way to look at it because I had this conversation with a buddy of mine. He, he's a musician. He, he's in like a rock band. And he sent me a preview of their new song. And I was like, it's cool, but it's just not my fit. Like, I, I just can't relate to it. I, I'm just not feeling it. And he's like, okay, cool. I completely understand. And, you know, and I feel like there's a lot of musicians out there that take offense to when somebody says, it's a cool song, but I, I just don't, I just don't feel it. Like, it, yeah. it's not for me, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah, it is what it is. you just got to be happy as an artist. It's your job to create art, you know, and it's their job. It's for it's the people's job to give their opinions and and eventually like it or bump it or dump it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, so it's like if you're going to be an artist, you got to, you know, you got to realize that, like, not everyone is going to like the art, art you make. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's something I think that, that was the biggest lesson I learned is like, if you're going to be an artist to try to be like famous and have money and bitches and cars and shit like that, then you're like, people are going to know it's not genuine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But if you are a genuine artist and you really just make music for the love of making music, because like it's a way you want to tell a story or how you feel or, um, you know, put your heart on a track. It's the best way to combine your life into three minutes of what's going on in your life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have three minutes to three minutes and 30 seconds to take whatever it is that's going on in your life and make a song and capture time. Yep. You know what I mean? So if you don't know how special that is, then you'll never really value like a person's music, whether they are, you know, whatever walk of life they're from. You know what I'm saying? So it's all about like what what message is that artist getting across in three, three and a half minutes? You know yeah. what I mean? So you have yeah. three, three and a half minutes to get whatever message it is or just capture an emotion and a feeling and come back to it maybe a year or two later and be like, wow, this song is crazy. Like I remember what I was going through at the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's almost like, a, it's just like, it's pretty much like a time capsule of your emotions. You yeah. know, I like to look at it. Like, you know, especially when you're recording a song and being an artist like such as myself, 
Yeah, you know absolutely. what I mean? It's like a beautiful thing to be an artist. And like when I meet other artists that are like up and coming and, and trying to like, you know, say like, oh, I do this or I do that. But it's like, how serious are you about it? Or are you just doing it for like a look or an image or, you know what I mean? Or are you doing it to like earn cool points for yourself? Or do you make music because you genuinely love to make music? And that's what I base it off, off of, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's how I look at it. That, that's that's an awesome that you do that because it's like I know so many musicians that come into it for the wrong reasons like they yeah. because they want to make millions of dollars or whatever yeah. their deal is you know it's is that kind of always been your mindset or is that something that you kind I would of adapt- say that that's something that I've I've grown into you know being in the industry like you know fresh out of high school and you're like young and dumb and you're like modeling and shit and you're really into the image and you kind of like brainwashing you're not really like woke on what the fuck is going on you know what i mean you kind of like you know you see everyone on tvs and videos and shit uh like living this lavish lifestyle and this and that but that's like only for like one or two days to like film a music video so you know they're capturing like one or two days of going the fuck off and then like you know we're watching that as like kids so we're thinking like yo that's that's the way you know what i mean but really, when you think about it, music video was shot in one or two days. And if you watch the video a hundred times and it's being pushed on air and MTV and BET jams and shit, and you see people living their life for five minutes and everything's lit, you think like, yo, I want to I wanna do like that. You know what I mean? I want to do that. It looks cool. You know what I'm saying? To be like that. But, you know, I was like 18, 19, 20, doing it to try to like look cool and mm-hmm. the thing. But as I got older and got into like, you know, my late twenties, you know, I'm 31 now. I'm a little bit older, so I definitely look at shit different. Yeah. But you know, um, I just remember, yeah, that yeah, there was a time where I was doing it to try to look cool. But when you know, look, being like when that shit's all done and all said and done, like, do you really love music? Do you really love making it? Or are you making it to be cool? Mm-hmm. And you know, and also my music changed too. You know what I mean? I became, you know, I think I. I learned a lot, man. So I was like, yeah, trying to do, but eventually when all said and done, I still just genuinely love making music. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. of yeah, course, absolutely. when you're young, you have big aspirations and dreams like, yo, I'm gonna go big. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna fuck all these bitches. I'm gonna get all this car. I'm gonna have all the diamonds. I'm gonna blah, blah, blah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But really that's just like, it's not, that's low frequency talk. I like to call it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And I mean, that's like the social media in general, because like, I remember my first brush with something like that. Cause I mean, I definitely grew up like, Oh man, I want to have 20 cars and a big ass mansion and all these women and there's all that nothing, stuff. Yeah. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting that. Of course we want it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Of course we, we all want that. Of course, we all want that shit. We all want millions of dollars in big houses and the nice cars. Like we all want that shit. We all yeah. want to be fucking King on our own hill. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, but when it comes to making music, yeah, that's yeah. it's a totally different story. Yeah, for sure. I I remember like the original brush what, that I had with that was me and my buddy. We went down to the Florida Keys. We were doing we were doing media for a music festival, and we had been busting our ass for six days straight. I'm talking six days straight of eighteen hour days working with musician after musician after musician, like just busting our ass. Yeah. And not like not enjoying the fact that we're in the keys, not enjoying, you know, just not enjoying it. 
And we finally get to a point where we got five minutes. And my my guy was like, hey, man, I'm going to go smoke a joint really quick. I'm Mm going to go do it on the rock over here overlooking the ocean. Come snap a picture really quick because Mm -hmm. it's going to look awesome. The sun's getting ready to set. And so I snapped a picture of him smoking his joint, looking over the ocean as the sun's setting. It's an amazing photo. And I posted to Instagram. And everybody's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. You guys have the best time. I wish I could do stuff like that. And his wife calls him up like, you mean you left your family to go on a trip where all you're doing is smoking on the beach all day, every day? And it's like, nah, that's not at all. That was literally two minutes of our day where we had literally spent 18 hours working with band after band after band you know Um, and so like it social media just distorts the perception of how hard people actually work to get to where they're going yeah yeah (laughs) you know and it's like yeah that picture looks awesome but that one moment in time was the buildup of 18 hours of debt hours of the day that they weren't enjoying that like, yeah, man, shit don't make no fucking sense, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, shit don't make no sense. But it's like the media has so much power, and I'm just mad. I used to believe that shit. I'm yeah. mad at myself for, for believing all that stupid shit that they put on there, man. Yeah, absolutely. Now, yeah. now that I'm woke, I'm like, man, anyone could fucking buy a channel and make a TV channel and pull whatever fucking message they want. They're selling commercials. You could buy commercial slots for $5 million and get whatever message you want across. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got to have money, bro. Is like the reason why money, I mean, bro, yeah, man. It's just don't even get me started, bro. I'm, I'm a deep thinker and I'd be like thinking about this shit all the time. But the media is a motherfucker. Uh, well, it, Social media is a motherfucker. The news is a motherfucker. Yeah. Like, you can promote whatever message and energy you want to get across, whatever frequency you want to operate at. And this is the shit that we get. Yeah. This is the shit that we get on, on the news every day. You turn on, it's a fucking sad story. It's like, like, we need to stop, take a second, look around, realize what's going on. And, and how can we, how can we now move and operate in a way where like the energy is, is more positive, like full of life, happy people is making money. People is getting back to work. Things is going on, but there's a, there's a, now a certain respect for a certain culture that, that hasn't been getting their respect and getting treated since, you know what I'm saying? So let's go back to that, but also include the fact that there's, you know, like the, there's certain cultures got to be respected. You know what I mean? And I, you know what I'm talking about It's you know, it's, it's all, you know, we all know what race I'm talking about, man. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, we got to be able to go back to living that happy go life where everyone's getting money. Everyone's getting approved for bank loans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, everyone's getting, getting, getting theirs, bro. Their fair share. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it starts the people who have money. That's why I'm saying the media, the message they get across after this is going to be important, man. They got to they gotta spread new energy. They got to start talking about the good thing that's going on. All yeah. the good things that are going on, man. Because that'll help shift everyone's mindset onto some shit different. So when we were watching motherfucking uh, people burn down cars and, and fucking go break into shit, 
and fuck the city up and scream and yell their opinions. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. out there trying to change the world, watching that shit every day and you see people doing this shit, it makes you want to do that shit. I want to go out there and do that shit. That shit looks fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like going in there, breaking in stores and that shit looks fun. It's not right to do. It's really not right to do. But you can't deny that shit looks fun. You see motherfuckers out there laughing and joking and shit, like running yeah. up in there. You know, obviously they're the ones that are taking advantage of the situation. Yeah. That's not like the message we want to get across. But when you're seeing that shit and that news is on the shit, you're like, damn, like, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. It's the little, the message that the news and the media needs to get across, bro, needs yeah. to be positive. You know what I mean? It needs to be like uplifting. That's the word, bro. We need some uplifting shit right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it it doesn't help when you got people like, I don't even want to say the dude's name, but he just got arrested because he was making a vlog in a mall while looting was oh, going yeah, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. And it's just yeah, like, yo. Whose names I mentioned on this thing because it's just like, that's, if they, if they ain't dropping my name, I'm not going to be dropping theirs, bro. Yeah. And it's just like what's going on. Yeah, it's like you know, you got your people that are. I, I was watching this video the other day. Uh, shout out to my girl Bernie Ventil. She uh, she posted this video, and I wasn't a hundred percent sure what it was going to be about. And then they started talking, and it started resonating with me. A lot of the stuff that they were talking about, like at these protests, there are three different types of people. You got their protests. Yeah, I'm, protesters, and then you got your rioters, and then you got your looters, and like the protesters are there because they actually care mm -hmm. about what's going on, and then you got your rioters that are angry, and they they're they're just trying to voice their opinion, mm -hmm. and then you got the you got the looters that. Yeah, some of them, some of them are opportunists, mm -hmm. and it's so sad that 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 community has to resort to the fact just to get ahead in life, or just get yeah, just to secure themselves yeah, that they have to try yeah. and take advantage of an opportunity yeah. like this. Uh, yeah, it, I think a lot of it is is comes down to like human emotion man it's like there's a lot of people in dire need out there who don't got shit right now yeah it's like the government shut down who knows if the stimulus checks will be still going out there who knows if people got money to eat or food especially with all the jobs closed and everything so like a lot of that's going on out of pure pure desperation man and, and is sending the message like it's fucked up but i understand why i understand why that's the thing like it's not it's it's not cool to do, but I understand why they're doing it. So it like makes sense to me, like, because mm -hmm. you know, right. if you got shit, bro, like, okay, put it like this: if you got shit, right? Say you got shit. You got material. You got material items, right? You got mm -hmm. material items. You got all the Gucci bags. You got all the Louis purses. You got all the cars. You got all that shit, right? Money, you straight, you chilling. Yeah, you're not gonna be out there fucking looting and shit. You're not gonna yeah. be out there taking shit. If you're out there taking shit, it's because you ain't got shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if you ain't got shit, why? Everything's closed. You can't make no money. You know what I mean? Uh, and it, it's, if you watch so the looters. It's what it is. Yeah. If you watch the loot, like other than the, I was watching this one stream where they were like looting the Nike store, but 
like if you watch a majority of the looting that's going on, they're looting Target just to get groceries. Like, you know, it's just basic necessities to get by. And like, I'm not, I'm not condoning it by any means, but like, if you're struggling just to get by, you know, sometimes you do what you got to do, man. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's like, there's so many different opinions and it's tough to say, like, I, I don't have an opinion about anything that's going on. To be honest, I yeah. am just, um, understanding what's going on. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not here to say what's right and what's wrong and what I think people, you know, should be doing and not, sh- not shouldn't be doing. Yeah. I'm sitting here understanding why everyone is doing what they're doing and like, you know, my dad is black, so I'm black. So I yeah. understand and feel everything that's going on. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't want to sit here and say that's wrong, that's right. Uh, we all have like a moral compass of what we should yeah. be doing. But I understand what every single, like every, from the looters to the protesters to every single, uh, you know, group, I understand why. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand why. There is some shit I don't understand is you know and that's on a whole nother level like i have my views and my political views and my you know what i mean uh thoughts and ideas about everything yeah that would be that it would be a while to get through that conversation yeah no i got you you know but but you know just to kind of shed some positive light i am seeing a lot of change which is great i was watching this video just before you jumped on here where like a group of black lives matter protesters went to a trump rally Mm -hmm. and and like i mean i don't know how it was in actually there but like the the video that was put together was done really well like they were sitting there they were doing a demonstration and one of the guy or initially it was get get out of here you don't belong here you know if you don't like it get out Mm-hmm. Uh, but there was definitely a situation where, okay. Um, there was definitely a situation where, um, they, they, they had a new speaker that came on and mm-hmm. was like, you know what, we're going to do something crazy and invited the protesters on stage and was like, you know what? I'm going to do something that I bet you guys weren't expecting us to do. And we're going to give you two minutes of our time to say whatever it is you got to say. Mm. And just for the two minutes, they, the, the leader of the group was able to I find a way. That. What's that? I remember that. I think I remember that. When they gave the protesters the platform and let them speak. Yeah. Yeah. And then he was a- in the two minutes, he was able to find a way to connect with them on their own level without anybody surrendering their opinions about anything. Yeah. And by the end of it, it was just like, yo, you know, it, it was a really cool video. And like, I don't know 100% how old it was, um, but so it like, I got a question for you. I got yeah. a question for you. Um, like, I mean, to me, you seem uh, like Caucasian, like white, or are you Hispanic? No, I'm Caucasian. You're Caucasian? Okay, so yeah. I got a question from you, right? Um, right? 
So before all of this was going on, um, like, were, like, what was your thought? Like, has you, have, did, do you still view the world the same? Like, were you, were you woken up or did, like, were you, were you more noticeable to like what's going on now? Like, did it bring awareness to you? Or were like, were you already like, you know, prone to what was going on, but did it, you know? Like, oh, I was already well aware. What was it done for you? Because I'm curious, because to be honest, I haven't really, you know, talked to like that many like white, white guys, like, yeah. just like that. So like, you know, definitely from your shoes and your perspective, you know, like the way like not white people are being portrayed, but like, you know, that like, what, how do you, like, how do you feel about everything that's going on? I mean, what is it I, like your standpoint? You know what I'm saying? I've always been very well aware of what's going on in the double standard. Um, growing up on the South side of Chicago definitely grew up like, okay. So a little bit about my background and I don't think I've ever really talked about this on the podcast. So I grew up in South Chicago, or I was born on the North side of Chicago. And then I'm, uh, after a while we moved to the South side. Um, and I grew up in this area called Chicago Heights, which is like, it's, it's a working class community. Like a lot of people there working like the steel yards and like just real blue collar working class type stuff. So we had, white families we had black families we had hispanic families we had some chinese families you know we just had a little bit of everything um and so growing up it was just kind of like yo these are my people like these are who i know these are my friends you know whatever and once i started going into school and whatnot i started making more friends with the the black with a lot of the more of the black people just because they the families okay so i was born with cerebral palsy with your culture what's up your culture yeah yeah your culture here's the thing so this is yeah i was born with cerebral palsy and so i don't know i don't know if you know what that do you know what that is uh yeah i do know it's 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 like a bone disease Uh, it's a neurological disease so basically yeah yeah um and so a lot of the kids that I grew up, I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't know that. No, I don't talk. I don't really put it out there like that a lot. Um, but so I was a lot of the black friends that I had were a lot more understanding. Yeah. Just because for whatever reason, they were a lot more understanding. They felt, they felt for you more they were a lot more accepting. I wouldn't say they felt for me more. They, they were just a lot more accepting of the circumstances. Whereas a lot of the white friends that I had initially, like going through school and whatnot, it was just like, yo, who's this kid? You know, that type of thing. Yeah. And so like, I went through a really weird roller coaster where I had friends at school. A lot of them were black and Hispanic. And just because they were, they were cool with the situation and then outside of school, I had a, a I had my crew of like just every friend of white, black, Hispanic, whatever they were, you know, we, we all kind of hung out. And then during school, you know, as like we got older, 
they started getting into more of the gangs and all that stuff. Like once we got into high school, like, so these people that I've known for my entire life, once we got into high school, they started getting into gangs and what have you. And so it's like, okay, so do I just stop hanging out with them? Cause I'm not really down with what they're doing, but these are my people. So I was at a really weird crossroad. And so I was kind of exposed to that. And then I, so I just kind of started isolating myself from my friends because they were getting in trouble all the time. And it's like, yo, I'm not about that life. Like you guys do you. And now as just like even sitting on the outside, just watching some of the stuff that they'd get in trouble for that I knew that they didn't do. It was just like, okay, that that's messed up, you know, but so I've always been cultured mm-hmm. as far as like that goes. So I've always kind of been aware of the stigma and then even going into college and whatnot, you know? Yeah. But that, wow. that's kind of the, that's kind of my standpoint. Like well, you definitely, all of this, like, definitely have had a, a you know a journey you know what i mean like you definitely have had a journey your journey you know what i mean yeah yeah and man. you know it's made me a better person like yeah i would say definitely in college was a time where i really started just having all kinds of friends because like it i remember in college i went i was in southern illinois which is like the mm-hmm. sticks middle of nowhere mm-hmm. it sounds and, like the middle of nowhere yeah. yeah so it was me my buddy alex uh buddy kyle and my buddy chandler and like a whole bunch of us mm-hmm. my buddy chandler was black he was from the north side of chicago and we met when i came down for school and the rest of them they were all just like country boys from the area and mm-hmm. i remember when we would go back to my buddy alex's house if we went and hung out with his friends some of his friends were just kind of like yo who's this dude over here and talking about my buddy chandler and it's like yo you don't even know him chill out you know so i've definitely seen it on both sides and it's yeah. but that's what's up, man. That's definitely good insight, man. Thanks for thanks for the insight and, and sharing, you know, about yourself, man, on here. If, yeah. if you didn't, you know, if you've never done that, man, that's that's yeah. cool. I learned I learned about you, man, um, just from based off what you tell me, and I can just kind of get an idea of, you know, what kind of road you had to travel down. Yeah. So, you know, and it it like just I, I'm grateful. Like to be honest with you, I'm 100 percent grateful for that that opportunity to have been in such a diverse community mm-hmm. whereas had i been in an all-white community i don't like i don't know what my life would be like you know yeah because it, it's, it's, not, it's not i i i'd like to say that it's actually not our fault but like as kids it's not our fault how we're brought up it's not our fault you know the environments that we're introduced to like when you're a kid you don't have control of the world that that is being shown to you you know what i mean you're just you're shown what you're shown and that's how you are supposed to perceive it you know what i mean so mm-hmm. I feel you like yeah. yeah we don't we don't have no control of it man like we are i would say like you know it definitely plays a part in like our teenage in like 20 years but as you really experience and see the world 
you start to get an idea of, of really what's what's out there. I guess at least from my standpoint, you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and you know, it goes back like I just had a uh a girl on here, she's from San Francisco area actually. Uh and she was talking about being able to uh prioritize or understand that you need to worry about what you can control and what you don't worry about what you can't control. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so that that was um that was really insightful because I'd never really looked at it that way about being worrying about what I can control and not what yeah. I can't control. Yeah. So, but what's kind of the, um, just kind of switch it up a little bit. Yeah, what, that was what's, a good combo, man. That was a good conversation, man. Yeah, it, it definitely, it went somewhere. I'm really yeah. glad we went down that line, you know. Yeah, for sure, man. You know what um, I mean? Yeah. What's the uh, independent music scene like in uh, New York there? Um, you know, the, I would say you really, for me, not being from here, being from New York, you know, not like growing up here, uh, it's, it's definitely a lot easier. I mean, how do, you, how do I put this? I, don't, I wouldn't say that there is an independent scene here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't really know that many independent artists, to be honest. I mean, I know a few, but it's like everyone's from all over the world here. Like, it's just, yeah, I wouldn't say that there is an independent scene here, here in New York. There, I, there's a lot of artists like dropping music. I know a few, mm -hmm. but like, I don't really know many like that. Everyone's tied to something. Gotcha. Yeah, you know, I don't really, yeah. Gotcha. And so what's the, as we kind of start heading towards the end of this thing, cause I don't want to keep you too much longer. I know it's. No, nah, man, it's all good. It's good. It's good talk, man. What is, I mean, it's midnight over here where I'm at, man. So, if we, you know, as long as we conversating about something productive, man, it's, it's all yeah, good. I got gotcha. you. Uh, what's the ultimate goal? What do you, what's the, what do you hope people get out of your new single, man? Um, I, I hope that they just, it's just a good vibes, bro. You know what I mean? I hope it just takes people to a good place. I hope that, uh, you know, um, people just feel good listening to the music and, you know, that's it, man. I just, I just hope people feel good and like it. You know what I mean? For those who do listen to it, I, you know, I, hope, I hope it takes them to a good place. It puts them in a good mood, gives them a good vibe, and sends like a good high vibe frequency to them, man. That's it. That's awesome. It. And then uh, where can everybody find you on like social media to check out the new single? And uh, I'm, new I'm Mike D on Instagram. I'm D underscore Mike, D underscore M-Y-K-E. And then, you know, on Twitter, official D Mike and on Facebook, official D Mike. You can go to dmikemusic.com. I'm on, you know, YouTube, Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud. I'm, I'm everywhere, man. You know? Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. But I, I just want to thank you so much for your time, man. It's been a ch no very chill conversation, you know? Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Um, it's real, my bro. Appreciate yeah. your time, man. And thanks for, the, uh, thanks for the interview, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and bless, if you ever... God bless you and yours, man. God bless you and your family and everything you got going on. I hope everything down there in Waco, Texas, um, you know, 
goes good, man, and 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 things start opening up, man. Yeah, yeah. we're getting there, man. It, you know, there's been some shows starting to play, you know, on a smaller scale, so it's always good. So, um, you know, if you ever find your way out here, let me know. Yeah, man. Definitely link up and definitely. If I got a show that pops up out there, man, we'll, I'll find a way to reach out, man, and, and, and have you pop up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But once again, I want to thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and we will catch you guys later.